Thanks for joining us on the Father's House podcast, where we are leading people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online simply by going to thefathershouse.com. We'd love for you to stay connected throughout your week. Now, let's go to this week's message. Great to see you. I'm so thankful that you are here today. And those of you that are watching online, it's, uh, it's awesome that you're here with us today. I'm so thankful. Uh, several times this week, uh, in the midst of things, I've just stopped and just said, I just thank you, God, that you allow me the privilege of being uh, a pastor in, in this church. That's one of the greatest honors. And, and I'm just thankful that some of you come every week. You never miss and you serve. Some of you serve in one service and attend church in the second service. And I, I just want you to know that it's a great honor and that I love you with all of my heart. And I'm so blessed that God has brought us together on this journey called life, aren't you? Well, we're in a series called Unshakable. And we're going to continue to talk today about standing strong when things go wrong. I hope you have your book. We have those books outside uh, for you to purchase, and uh, maybe you want to buy one for yourself. They're $10. They retail for $19.95. Buy one for yourself, and then tell the girls, let me buy another one for a first-time guest, because we give these out to our first-time guests, because we believe what's in here is so critical. I hope you've been enjoying studying in your life groups as we're studying through this unshakable series. Well, if you have your Bible, if you have your iPad, your iPhone, or your eyeballs, let's lift it up this morning and let's proclaim, this is my Bible, it is the Word of God, it is life to me, today I receive the Word, I confess, my mind is alert. My heart is receptive, I am obedient, and I will never be the same again in Jesus' name. Well, today, if you have your book with you, if you'll turn to page 81, I just want to read a quote out of there, or if you want to mark it, because it talks about what I'm going to be talking about today. I'm going to talk today about something we all face, and that's temptation. In the book, Nelson says on page 81, we will never completely quell the raging storms of temptation, but we can discover how to stand strong in their midst. Remember first and foremost that being tempted is not a sin. It's just part of being human. Say, not a sin. But the sin comes the moment you give in to that temptation and act on the impulse that's pulling you. When you know how to resist the bait... You can avoid sin and all of its consequences. The goal, here's the goal then, is not to stop being tempted, but to discover how to stand strong against temptation. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we come to you today. We know that you touch hearts today and lives. We invite you, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, today to quicken in us 
what you would have. Holy Spirit, do what I can't do today. Only you can bring the anointing, the understanding, the revelation. And so we thank you today in advance for the lives that are going to be transformed and changed. In your name, amen. One of the first fill-ins there for you today is this one, if you want to fill it in. Temptation is that seductive little voice that twists what you want into what you need. That twists what you want into what you need. I read the story of a couple that was struggling financially uh, because they had just built their dream house and they were on a very strict budget. And they went to the mall one day and the man went to the, a men's clothing store and the woman went over to a woman's clothing store. And later she came back and showed him a $200 dress that she just purchased. He said, how could you do this? She said, well, darling, I was standing outside the store looking at the dress in the window. And then the next thing I know, I found myself trying it on. It was like Satan was whispering in my ear. You look fabulous in that dress. Buy it. Well, the husband said, you know what I do with temptations like that? I say, Satan, get thee behind me. She said, that's exactly what I did. And Satan said, it looks good from back here too. <laughs> what is it for you? There in your notes... There's a blank, and if you feel comfortable, I'd like for you to fill that in. It just simply says there, you know what it is for you? My biggest temptation is. If you feel comfortable, would you just fill that in? But while you're thinking about it, let me give you some suggestions. Maybe your biggest temptation is overeating. You're addicted to sugar and to food, and you feel so guilty you know, you stand up in front of people, and you're supposed to be an example of a disciplined believer, and it's been a long time since you've been able to look over your belly to see your feet, and that's not guilt and condemnation. That's just the honest shame that we deal with as a believer, and so sometimes the temptation that we have is that we're out of control with our eating, and it says that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, but what are you doing about it? Or maybe the, maybe, the, maybe the temptation you face is overspending. You know you shouldn't buy anything else, but you're, you can't resist the sale. And then you try to justify it by saying, oh, it's on sale. Or maybe your temptation that you might want to fill in is addiction. Maybe you're addicted to alcohol or nicotine or drugs. Or maybe it's lust. According to statistics, a big percentage of people that are here today are uh, addicted to and constantly being tempted in the area of lust. You hate it, but you still do it. You don't want to do it, but you end up doing it. And somebody the other day was talking about this little mobile device, a smartphone. And they said it's really not a smartphone. Really what it is, if you want to look at it, is porn in your pocket. You can see whatever you want. And then what do we do as parents? We hand a 12-year-old a phone, porn in their pocket, and we say, hope you enjoy it. Good luck. You say, well, we got filters. Look, those kids know how to bypass every filter you put on that phone. 
Maybe the temptation is criticism. I mean, you know, some people are so good at that, they think it's a spiritual gift. And you can pick anything apart. In fact, already you've found a, a dozen or so things wrong with this service today, and we're only halfway through. And then there may be some of you struggling how to fill in that blank, because here's what you're thinking. Well, I sure am glad old so-and-so is here today to hear this on temptation because they really need it. They drink, they smoke, they chase girls, and they do all of those things, and uh, I'm just glad they're here. So I have one for you to fill in. I'll tell you what to fill in. And you spell it like this, P-R-I-D-E, pride. That's your temptation. We're all vulnerable somewhere. So what do we do? How do we stand strong? Well, let me give you a couple things. First of all, admit that you're being tempted. Admit that you're being tempted. Almost all of us battle in some way or another, some temptation, some unwanted behavior. Maybe it's something that's been in your life for years. Maybe it's something hereditary in your family. And everybody, generation after generation, has struggled with that. So what is it for you? What is that top temptation, or maybe two or three that you want to write down? But we have to admit that we're being tempted, because one of the first things that, that will keep us from having strength and being able to stand against the temptation is that when we try, instead of admitting it, we try to justify it, right? Well, Terry, everybody does it today. It's just the way that it is today. This is how God made me anyway. And God didn't want me to have this, then he would have taken it out of my life. God understands me. You know, he's a God of grace. Or I deserve this. Or nobody else knows it. Or Terry, it's just one little thing and it's not hurting anybody else. Listen, let me tell you this today. The next line in your notes there says, you are only as strong as you're honest. You have to admit it. Look, I'm powerless over my eating. I'm powerless over lust. I'm powerless over addiction. I'm powerless, and I need help. Look at this verse. Man, I love this verse. Would you read it out loud with me? Let's go. If you think you're standing strong, be careful not to fall. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. Would you underline that phrase? God is faithful. Let's say it again. God is faithful. He will not allow temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. Is that an amazing promise or what? Look at that. Look at that again. Our God is what? Our God is what? And he will never let you be tempted beyond what you're able to bear. And he'll give you, say it with me, what? A way out. A way out. And he wants you to take the way out, right? No matter what you're facing, no matter how deep its claws are in you today, I look at that scripture and it says, our God is faithful. Our God is faithful. I read an article not long ago about five steps that happen. Five steps that happen every single time that we do something wrong. Or we could say five steps toward temptation and sin. And here they are. It starts, first of all, with a thought. It starts with a thought. That's, that's where it starts. And then it's my imagination. Thought and then imagination. And then it's some form of justification. Thought, imagination, justification. 
Then we make a choice. Thought, imagination, justification. Then we make a choice. And then after we make a choice, it's sin. It's sin. Thought, imagination, justification, choice, and sin. Thought. Oh, I'm tired. I'm bored. I think I'll just look and see what's on my phone. Imagination. Oh, you know, something came across my phone the other day. Let me see if I can find that. Justification. Hey, it's no big deal. Everybody else looks at things like this. What nobody knows is not going to hurt them. Besides, my wife is not meeting my needs. Wait, wait, hmm, choice. I'm just going to look. Click, click, click. Wow. Sin. Or maybe this way. Thought. You know, I've really been eating healthy lately. You know, two days. Imagination. I really miss that double cheeseburger, supersized fries, and the largest chocolate milkshake I can get. Justification. It's okay this one time. Choice. I'm just going to drive around McDonald's. <laughs> I'm going to look at the menu, but I'm going to order a salad. Sin. I did it again. Fatty me. I'm a pig. I can't even fit in my pants now. I'm going to have to go with stretchy pants, stretchy shirt, stretchy shoes. Shame and guilt. Shame and guilt. You see, our thoughts become a trigger for our action. Our thoughts become a trigger for our action. Here's what to do. The first time that thought comes to you and you know it's not the right thought, immediately take it to Jesus. Hebrews 2 and 18 says this, Jesus himself suffered when he was tempted. He was what? Tempted. Because of that, He's able to help those who are tempted, Hebrews 2 and 18. So I simply take that thought to Jesus. Jesus, I'm having a thought that I don't need to have that thought anymore. You know what? It says that he's sitting at the right hand of the Father, ready to make intercession for me. He's not leaning over to God and saying, dang, in the Greek sense, Hebrew. <laughs> Terry just tripped up again. What am I going to do with him? No, he says, I'm here to help him. He's tired of making that. And he turned that thought to me. And I'm going to intercede for him today. And his life will change. You see, Christ in me is stronger than wrong desires in me. Christ in me is stronger than wrong desires in me. Instead of dealing with shame and guilt and condemnation all of your life, let's remember, God is faithful and he'll never allow me to be tempted above what I can endure. And with every temptation, he'll make a way for me to escape. So you got to admit, it's a temptation. Let's quit saying that it's what it's not. It's a temptation. 
I was praying this morning in the shower, and I'm going to develop this probably uh, for teaching I'm doing in the future. Temptations and trials are the same thing, really, when you think about it. The Lord doesn't tempt us, but he allows tests and trials to come in our way to strengthen us. But the enemy will use the same test and trial as a temptation to defeat us. So it's all in how you handle that thought process. So the second thing we need to do is recognize this temptation is what it is. It's a spiritual battle. Say spiritual battle. When we find ourselves in a time of temptation, fighting that, uh, you know, I'm not going to drink, I'm not going to go to that porn site, I'm not going to do that, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. How many of you know the more you say that you're not, you end up doing that, right? You know, when we ride motorcycles, they say, you know, if you want to ride safely, you look at where you want to go, not where you don't want to go. When you're making a sharp turn, you don't keep looking over the side of the curve, 100 feet straight down, because what's going to happen? Where you focus on, that's where you're going to drive to. So in dealing with temptation, it's not in, I'm going to fight, fight, fight. It's that I'm going to not keep repeating this cycle, but I realize I'm weak in handling this by myself. This is not just a fleshly thing that I'm dealing with. This is a spiritual battle. That's why every temptation is an invitation to depend on Christ. Every temptation is an invitation to depend on Christ. Ephesians 6, 12 through 13 for we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, against evil spirits in heavenly places. Therefore, read it with me, put on every piece of God's armor so you'll be able to resist the enemy in a time of evil. Then, after the battle, after the temptation, you will be standing firm. It's a spiritual battle. Put on the whole armor. Be able to stand in that. It's a spiritual battle. You've been trying to handle it with going to another class, going to reading another book, doing something else. Time out. Admit you're being tempted. Second of all, let's simply saying this area that I am not able to control is a spiritual battle because God wants to use this to make me strong but the enemy wants to use this to make me defeated and keep going through that cycle. I'll never do this again. I do it. Guilt and shame. God, if you forgive me, I'll never do this again. I do it. Guilt and shame. Guilt and shame. Guilt and shame. Guilt and shame. Aren't you ready to get off that? Aren't you ready to get off of that? Then we have to admit that we're being tempted and admit and know and realize it's a spiritual battle. And number three, here's the other thing. We have to pre-decide your action. Say that with me. Pre-decide your action. Standing strong is a daily decision that I have to make. I'm talking about me. Standing strong is a daily decision that I have to make. Every single day. I have not got spiritual enough yet not to make every day a pre-decision for my actions. The scripture says that we can use mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. What are strongholds? Strongholds are those things that have held you hostage for years. Aren't you tired? Aren't you ready to be free of that, free of that, free of that? I believe there are three essential things that we have to pre-decide. I'm going to give you three today, but here, look at me. I'm going to give you three, say three. But I'm going to only ask you to work on 
Three, one. I'm not going to ask you to work on all three of these this week because we start working on half a dozen or three and then we fail. I'm going to ask you to work on what? One thing this week. One thing. Now, I'm going to give you three pre-decisions that we need to make, but I'm not going to, uh, uh, I'm not going to just charge you that you've got to do all three and then you feel guilty halfway through and you didn't do it, but just one. How many of you think you can do one? Just one, right? All right, some of you didn't raise your hand, so we got some double Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost juice to give you after a while, okay? So that you can get your hand up and say, I think I can handle just one thing, okay? Here's the first one. I will watch and pray. Say, watch and pray. Matthew 26 and 41 says, keep watch and pray so that you will what? Read it with me. Not give in to temptation, for the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. In the book on page 28, on the, in the book on page 28, is what Nelson calls a principle two, sidestep surprise. He says, when you're sideswiped by a temptation, you didn't see it coming. But you see, when we use this weapon that I'm talking about here today of watching and praying, you can sidestep temptation and not get sideswiped by temptation. I can't say that again. I'll mess up. Here's what I do. Every morning, this is what I do, the ritual that I do. The alarm goes off or I wake up. I do my best to swing my legs out of bed to the side of the bed. And to myself, if Anita's still asleep, I won't say it out loud, but if she's awake, I'll say it. I'll say, Terry, this is the day that the Lord has given you, and you will choose to rejoice and be glad. And you will walk in such a way today that you will bring glory to him in all that you do as I'm walking to the bathroom, okay? That's just my ritual, all right? And so I say that. And then Anita and I do a, a, a U version reading plan of the Bible. And then we pray together before I leave the house. But I have another prayer that I pray myself. And I've sort of given you um, a, a, a little bit of that. It's, it's on the back of you, on the very back, on the bottom. It's a suggested daily prayer. This is just so people say, well, I'd like to pray, but I don't, know, I don't know what to pray. So I put it in your hands. Let's pray this together. God, I choose today to give you my whole being. I surrender my mind to you. Give me the mind of Christ. Help me to think only things that are excellent, pure, admirable, and excellent. God, give me the power to think on things consistent with your truth. God, I surrender my ears to you today that I would only let into my soul that which is consistent with your truth. God, I surrender my eyes to you that they'll only look on things that are pure. Let my mouth speak only words pleasing to you. I give my heart to you and ask for a pure heart. God, I submit my hands to you that they would be used to help people to build your kingdom. God, let my feet only go to places that are pleasing to you. God, I give you every part of my body to you today. My life is yours. Use it as you see fit in Jesus' name. Now, some of you know right now that the one area you need to work on this week is that you need to watch and pray. You need to spend some time every day in prayer. Second of all, here's a pre-decision. I will strengthen myself in God's Word. Say that with me. I will strengthen myself in God's Word. The Scripture says, take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. 
People say, well, I'm just too busy. Look, that excuse might have worked 10 years ago, but it doesn't work now. We've got the Bible on the iPhone, the iPad. You can put, even get it on your radio or XM when you're pulling it in. So uh, you can listen to the Word. I mean, listen, the phone is even with you when you're on the throne. Brilliant. You say, how did he know, Bertha? Visualize that. There you go. I like that. So instead of checking your post, check his post. Use that downtime to listen to the word. If that's the only time that you have, I better stop right there. It will strengthen you spiritually. Some of you are trying to live a victorious Christian life without using an offensive weapon. The offensive weapon, the only offensive, the only offensive weapon in that putting on the whole armor of God is, is the Word. It's, it's the Word. It's the Word. So for some of you today, you say, you know what? That's it, Terry. I haven't been in the Word, and I need to get a washing of the Word in my life. Here's another predecision. I will connect with right people. Say it with me. I will connect with right people. 1 Corinthians 15 and 33 says, Don't be fooled by those who say such things. Read it with me. For bad company corrupts good character. Think carefully about what is right. And do what? Do what? Say it with gusto. All right. This side did good. Let's do it again. You guys chime in too. I'll be like a conductor. We should do what? Awesome. For to your shame, I say that some of you don't know God at all. I mean, Paul is very direct here. He's saying the issue with some of you is that you're being misled by the people that you hang out with. Because bad company corrupts good character. He says, come to your senses. Stop sinning. He says you can literally get to the place that you can overcome temptation when you get an upgrade of your friendships. Some of you need a friendship upgrade. You really do. Now, that doesn't mean you necessarily go to your friends this week and said, sorry, you don't make the cut. <laughs> I'm upgrading to somebody else. But listen. If you are... Uh, struggling with alcohol addiction, then don't hang out with people that go to bars. If you're struggling with sugar and overeating, don't do your life group at Dunkin' Donuts. Right? You need people that you can be honest with. I have two accountability partners. One is Dwight Bain, who will be here the week after next, and the other is Kevin Goff. Both of them are overseers in this church, overseeing me. There's nothing that I go through that they don't know about. They'll text me or they'll call me, how are you doing today? How are you doing with this area? Well, you know, shoot, I wish you hadn't asked. I had a little flare-up in, in that area. Terry, I love you. I care for you. But you gotta, you're going to get over that with the Lord's help. I'm here, not to condemn you, but to help you. Ladies, 
Who do you have that you can simply call them and say, I need you to pray for me. I'm about to knock my husband out. And they won't give you this long religious, well now, honey, if you really love God, you wouldn't have your fist doubled up ready to give him a throat punch because of how he's acted this week. No, you have somebody that understands you and simply say, I'm with you. I'm with you. I felt the same thing last week. But God gave me grace and I didn't do it. And don't do it. Don't knock him out. Because he's a wimp after all. <laughs> do you hear what I'm saying? Some of you lack that. That's why we have life groups. We have one more week to sign up, and, and that's today. You see, church is not something that we go to. Church is something that we are. So what is your one thing? There in your notes there, my one thing of focus this week will be, what is it for you? Now, every head up, every eye open, because I want some accountability on this one right here. I don't want to give you a cheap way out, but I want you to be honest today. How many of you by honestly would say, Terry, my one thing this week, and those of you that have the spirit of pride, I rebuke you in advance right now. I plead the blood of Jesus over your self. So if somebody raises their hand, don't you punch somebody in the, I thought it was that what it was for them, yeah, yeah. How many of you would say, Terry, my, really, my one thing this week for me is prayer? I need to get more serious about prayer. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for that. That's going to be your one thing. That's, that's going to be it. So I don't want you to raise your hand on these others. I don't want you to exhaust yourself spiritually. Uh, I, I want you to be able to do one thing this week. How many of you would say, I know what it is for me. It's time in the Word. Would you raise your hand? Thank you. Thank you. Time in the Word. How many of you would say, I, I know what it is for me. And boy, this is going to be a tough one but I need to upgrade my friends. Yeah, yeah. Now, would you bow your heads and let me pray for you today. Father, I thank you today that everyone is here and those that are online are calling out to you in honesty. And I ask you to plant deep within our spirit a hunger for just one of these three things this week. Just like exercise is not fun when we begin, but after a while we begin seeing the benefits of it and we fall in love with it. Just like eating right may not be fun at first, but after a while when we develop an appetite for the right things and realize we feel healthier, we feel stronger. Lord, we're praying today for those that need to develop a closer walk with you in prayer. Lord, I pray today that they can become passionate about prayer God I pray for those that honestly said that they're inconsistent being in your word and I pray that you would begin to speak to them daily in their daily devotion time that they would feed on the bread of life God I thank you for those that need an upgrade of friends that you would help them to make the decision that they can't hang out with people that continually pull them down now God we lay before you that one thing whatever it is and we ask that those strongholds be torn down today in the name of Jesus. Pray this prayer with me right now. Say, Father God, I'm going to do the one thing with your help. Now, let me ask you another question, and you, you can look up. And we're only as strong as we're honest. Is there a reoccurring temptation 
some area, that's a time for us to pray. So let's stop and pray. We all pray at 1002. We ask God to give a harvest into our community. And here's the prayer that we pray at 1002 a.m. and p.m. Pray it with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, we set our hearts in agreement to pray as you ask us to pray. We pray that you will send workers to reach the lost in our region of the world. Please stir your people's hearts and open your people's eyes to reaching the lost. Send out workers for the harvest. We ask you to let the light of the glorious gospel shine into the hearts of those who are lost in darkness. Send labors across their path on a daily basis with your word, the true gospel of Jesus Christ. Help them to receive Jesus as Savior and make him Lord of their lives. We pray that their whole household would be saved. Help them to find the church that is your will for them to attend so they can grow up in Christ correctly. Renew my passion to share your grace and to declare your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Those of you that weren't here Wednesday night, you might want to go on to the Father's House website. You might either want to sign up for my podcast. Wednesday night, I did a teaching on the call of God, and it's critical to that prayer that we're praying because some of you have been called to God in a level of uh, office of ministry, and you've never accomplished that or never yielded to that. So I really encourage you to do that. Here's my next question today. Is there some reoccurring temptation, some vulnerability, some weakness that you really need God's help to overcome? You say, you know, I'm human. I need God's help to overcome this. Would you just honestly, with everybody looking at you, would you raise your hand, be accountable, and say, yeah, there it is. There it is. There it is. Would you bow your head? Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for every person here, and I thank you for those that were honest, and they desire your power to help them to be free. And God, we thank you that the scripture says that we are free indeed through Jesus Christ. We thank you that Jesus in me is stronger than the wrong desires in me. Father, I pray and we submit ourselves to you our whole life, knowing that when we're submitted to you, it's easier to resist temptation than when we're not. We just are more vulnerable. So we submit to you. And I thank you for showing us and letting us be honest today about this one thing. Give us strength. Help us to overcome. As you continue to have your heads bowed and pray today, I really believe today is going to be a day in which God is going to do some transforming work in somebody's life. Isn't it amazing even people who say they don't believe in God, yet they feel guilty when they do something wrong? How can, how can you feel guilty if there's no God who puts right and wrong into us as a moral compass? You see, the very thing that even if you don't believe in God, the very thing that makes you feel guilty when you do something wrong is that huge vacuum that God has put in our life that only Jesus Christ can fill. And what do we do? We try to work harder. We try not to be bad. We try to do good things. But it just seems like we're never able to make a difference. We're never able to make a change. That's why Jesus was born he was born to make access that we could get to God. Jesus knew no sin. 
He was tempted in every way that we are tempted, yet without sin. And he died on the cross and he rose from the grave. And scripture says that anyone who calls on his name will be saved. Anyone, anyone. That's you today. Maybe you need his grace. Maybe you say today, you know what? I need to call on Jesus. I need Jesus to save me today. I want to surrender my life. If that's your prayer today, would you raise your hand right where you're sitting and raise it high and make eye contact with me? I want to pray with you today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Others today, thank you, ma'am. Others today, just simply raise your hand and say, that's me. Those of you that are watching online, just raise your hand and say, that's me today. I, I want Jesus to come into my life. This, this is what's important. Just lift your hands right now and say, yep, that's me. That's me. I need to do that today. I need to do that. We're going to pray with you today. We've all prayed this prayer at one time or another. Let's pray this prayer today. Father God, thank you for loving me, for not giving up on me. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for my sins. Your word says that if I would call upon you, I could be saved. Your word says, if I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord and that he was raised from dead, that I could be saved. So I believe that today. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. In your name, Jesus. As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in all that God is doing in and through your life and we would love to continue with you on that journey. To find out what your next steps will be in your relationship with Christ, all you have to do is go to thefathershouse.com next. Join us next week as we continue to love God, help people, and build the kingdom.